podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What went on there? We were on the wrong show and had the forum entry going. I'm your host tonight, Keith Plunkett. Welcome to the transfer agenda, not the forum. Um, bit of a nightmare start there, but we'll get over that. Uh, yeah, transfer agenda show, folks. Um, we're not just going to do Liverpool. We said we'd do something different. We'd shake it up and we'd try something new because there's not no new links really in Liverpool one or two so we, we will talk about them coming up but we said tonight we try and get the perspective from other clubs other fans and see what their clubs are doing and how it's going and we've got three interesting clubs to talk about tonight we've got Matt Hayes joining us from uh, giving us the Spurs view Matt how are you? Yeah I'm all good um, some people might have seen it's been a, a good night so far for Spurs fans I've got Chris Brack starting in the, in the comments already at me he'll, he'll want to stop pretty soon well, I'm good though. <laughs> I, I don't know if that actually will get you anywhere in here, Matt, but I like oh. you. I like the gumption. I like that you're going big at the start. That's allowed. Um, plenty to talk about from the sports front, Matt. I think, um, you know, mm. it's all exciting. Or is it? You know, we'll have to wait and see, I suppose, how, how it goes there. It's it's up in the air. We're going to talk about transfers, but you just have managerial stuff. And between the four of us, we're going to chat managers as well because. The managerial roundabout is just playing crazy at the moment and, and what's going and who's going where. And Everton fans are bleeding despondent tonight with news that Carlos have that jacking them in. I don't know why they were surprised. The fella never stays longer than two years anywhere. Um, but we'll look into all that as well. I'm also delighted to be joined by Joe Wayman. Joe, how are you? Yeah, can you can you hear me all right? I can hear you, Joe, but I cannot see any facial expression. So unless you've done the Botox thing, we can still hear you loud and clear. Um, uh, do you Joe, know what, my wife? <laughs> like, I'm stuck on a different... I'm going to jump out and back in, okay? Right, go on. That's fine. That's fine. I was going to give you a big intro there, Joe, but you jump <laughs> off and we'll come back to when you get back in here. Oh, Jesus. Joe's on a mad one. We'll, uh... Right. Um, Matt, have you moved there to your uh, fan? Is that your fan going? Oh, sorry. That now, yeah. yeah, right. Good stuff. Anyway, after that, I'm delighted to be joined by Thomas Elliott from the, what's it, the Cut-Off Side pod, is it, Tom? The Offside Trap pod. The Offside Trap. Yeah. I knew something about Offside. And Tom, you're going to give us the Manchester United perspective on transfers. We had you on a couple of weeks ago. You've done a good job. We said we'd let you come back. Uh, and around these parts, you know, we don't like Manchester United, but we said, why not? Well, we'll give her a go. All's fair in love and war. And we said it's it's good to, to get the United... Um, the United views, because like like I said about sports and other clubs, there's a lot of interesting chat around Manchester United, as there is every summer about ins and outs. And it'll be interesting to hear what you think they need and what they're what you think is likely that they will do. So we'll come yeah, on to all that. Joe, give us a wave there, will you? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. Your yeah, golden, lovely stuff. Joe is on top form. And like I was saying to the lads about the lads there, Joe, just look at the sort of you know what you think Leeds will do, what you think Leeds need to do, and, and if you're 
you know, the names getting linked are impressed in and some out because there's, there's players there that could be linked with moves away. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on that as well. So what we're going to do, we're going to start off and we're going to look at, before we go on to the clubs, we look at the managerial stuff that's going on at the moment. And Matt, I'm going to start with you because look, Spurs, we know the news now that Pochettino has said he wants to leave PSG. I don't think it's been granted yet, has it? Is he just asked that he wants out? Yeah, there's um, a lot of reports coming out tonight that he's he's asked to leave, but there's also a lot of reports saying that it's it's not true. Um, it seems to be the reports from the every country except France are saying he wants to go, but in France it's uh, a lot of uh, PSG being adamant that uh, he hasn't asked to leave and that he won't be granted any wish to leave uh, if it does come down to that. But I, I think they're just... Uh, they want a bit more money at Spurs and, and Guillaume Balaguer, who's a very close friend of Pochettino, said that if he wants to leave, he'll have to publicly say that he wants to leave. And I think that's what uh, that's what PSG are pushing him towards. And is that the, the route you see it going down, like that Pochettino will? That like from the, I know you're pretty much uh, in the camp that you want Poch to come home. Uh, do, you, do you see that happening? Do you think that's going to be the, the I, outcome yeah. from all this? I, I think my, my heart is saying yeah, but my head is is still a bit um still a bit conscious and it may not happen. I think Poch is he's not the type of man who he doesn't seem like the type of man who will come out and, and publicly denounce his relationship with the sporting director of a club who who he had such good times with throughout his career. And I think even during his time at, at Spurs, he spoke well about PSG and it always felt as though he was gonna be um gonna be the, the manager of that club at some stage. So I think it is a it is a challenge and perhaps something that uh, PSG know Pochettino won't exactly want to do in, in coming out publicly, but I think that one of the first things that needs to be addressed is I see even even people in the comments there saying you know why would he want to leave PSG for Spurs and it's Spurs fans are asking the same question. It's all over Twitter, YouTube, uh, any social media platform you can come across. And for me, I, I do think you need to look beyond the the footballing reasons because you can say PSG have a better squad than Spurs, they're going to win more trophies. That on the face of it is a situation, but his wife and son are still in London. You know, his son plays for Watford. Uh, his wife is still there. He still has his, his house in London, obviously. He's living in a in a hotel in Paris for the last five months. You know, right down to every single personal level, London is a better place for him. And he, he's, he's spoken about how much he um he he loves he loves the city of London. So I think footballing reasons, he stays at PSG, but every other reason I can think of, uh, I think a, a route back to London is, is the way for him. Uh, is there a worry that it's not I'm going to say a backward step for for Spurs, but an unambitious move for Spurs because he didn't leave there under the best of terms, did he? Like it, it gone sour, and it, there was some sort of was there falling out with Levy and himself. I heard that it's all sort of being patched up, but is it ever really patched up? You know, he's going to go back to a Spurs team that's, you know, we're going to talk about Harry Kane and where Harry Kane will end up, but. You know, if if he was to go back to a sports team without Kane, and people would say, "Oh, well, that's a hundred million into the transfer kitty," I don't think selling Kane is to boost transfer funds. I think that's to pay for stadiums and also, like, what sort of squad will he be inheriting, and what what will he be able mm. to do? Like, what's what's the outlook at sports basically at the moment? The outlook at Spurs is Potch or the Championship. <laughs> it's the genuine mentality. Like, it's it it, it looks like it, it could go go very sour for Spurs, and. <laughs> I think if we don't get Poch, it, it honest, not, obviously not the championship, but it is the end. I think for Levy, it's over. Um, I, I think Kane, again, we'll touch on it later a bit more, but I think Kane stays regardless because it's, it's simply not his decision. Uh, there are reports saying that regardless of who the manager is, uh, Kane would want to leave anyway. So Poch coming back won't really affect that. 
Um, I, I do agree with you that if, if Kane does go, I can see a lot of that being being reinvested back into into the squad, which is why I'm, I'm not really taking these player plus cash offers from, from Manchester City too seriously. But there are also a lot of talks today, uh, even Fabrizio Romano has alluded to it, that, that Spurs could be looking to bring in an executive director or, or a sporting director this summer to to, to help Mauricio Pochettino. And the one thing we can all be sure of is if Pochettino comes back, there will be assurances that he will have uh, more power over transfers, more power over that sort of thing than he had in the past. And it's not going to be complete power because Daniel Levy isn't going to allow that, but there will be more of an element of Poch being able to control that sort of stuff and bringing in a director of football as well. I don't think we will need the the type of funds that other clubs have to compete on that level. We just need to fine-tune our recruitment process because we have shown in not to... Uh, distant past that we can pick up very good players for very cheap I mean uh, Christian Eriksen was only £12 million even more recent Deli Alley for five uh, so we, we do have the ability to do that but it, for me it is down to whether Pochettino is the next manager of Spurs because Conte is an option as well which I think is, is a good option but uh, not as good as uh, bringing, bringing Mr Pochettino home I think Conte would leave you as absolutely ragdolled. Nobody in the squad would be talking to each other. I think it would be an absolute shit show if, if Antonio Conte went in there. But look, that's what my next question was going to be. Who are the other names in the in the hat? Because like? it seems to be a lot of fans. It's Potchard. It's nothing. Um, if I throw a name at you uh, and get Don't your opinion. Scott Parker. Scott you Parker. Yay or nay? Literally, Absolutely when you were not. saying when you were saying it's Potro Spur, uh, Championship, <laughs> the other managers that are linked are genuinely all in the championship or just come from. <laughs> well, they're not all in the championship. Most of them are in the championship. Um, it, the majority, it's been yeah. the case. <laughs> it's been the case for the last week or so that uh, it's uh, in the betting order. It's Potch, Conte, or Eric Ten Hag. Uh, now, Romano said today, Eric Ten Hag can be can be ruled out of the running. Conte, I feel. Is if Potts doesn't happen, I think it will be Conte. I do think we are looking at one of those two managers, and I think Daniel Levy would be both really clever and really stupid to go with Antonio Conte. And that sounds ridiculous, but he'll be clever in that it'll it'll appease the fans in some way. Yeah. He can, you know, say we're looking for a winner. You know, we're not going for this big rebuild. We want to compete at that top level, but it'll also be stupid because we're going to be in this exact same situation in two years' time. And we may have an FA Cup, we may have a, a stinky Carling Cup uh, there to to have that, but. When now we have that opportunity to bring in someone to rebuild, uh, I've completely flipped my my opinion on this uh, lately, and it probably simply is because Pochettino's in the mix. But I think Conte is, is a very brave and bold sort of decision. But I do feel it'll end up in the same way as um, as Jose Mourinho. And as for Eric Ten Hag, we went into talks with him a month ago, and and we pulled out, and then Ajax extended his contract, which I think was bizarre because at the time the options were Graham Potter, Roberto Martinez, uh, Scott Parker, and Eric Ten Hag. He was the best of that bunch. I suppose it's worked out well for us in a way that Ten Hag is now Plan C. Uh, well, up until today, when he's ruled out, he was Plan C. So I think we have really shifted the the kind of type of manager we're looking for. Uh, Graham Potter is another one who we mentioned a lot, but he he seems to be out of the running. Um, I, I do think it is uh, Potter Conte. It's interesting, like with Ancelotti going to Real Madrid. Thomas, I'll come to you on this. Ancelotti goes to Real Madrid today, mm-hmm. uh, and it does sort of limit the number of teams that Conte could could end up at, because the reality is. Conte, he is a good manager, but I'm not a fan of, you know, he, he goes in and he does sort of, he leaves places in a blade shit show when he goes yeah. in there. But he's a good manager and he does get results. And it's not a dig at, it's not a dig at Matt, it's not a dig at sports, but is the, you see them linking, now I'm not saying Matt is linking with Zidane, but I did see a lot of the, the stuff coming out when, um, 
the Pochettino news broken out talk sport but on last week and, and they were trying to link Zidane and, and Conte and all these guys with the sports job. Yeah. Is, is is that level of manager too high for sports? And like I said, yeah. Matt, it's not a dig at sports. You're then looking at your Graham Potters and, and your Scott Parkers and, and all these guys. Where do you see sports going with this one, Tom? Do you know what? I think if you're looking at Conte, I mean, you may as well have kept Mourinho. Uh, yeah. He basically does a very similar job. He's going to demand a lot of money which Spurs are not going to have. Um, even if they sell Harry Kane, look what Levy done with the Gareth Bale money. He, he squandered it on eight or nine players. So I genuinely don't see what Conte is going to bring uh, to Spurs if even he wants to come. You know what I mean? Do you want to go into the UEFA Europa Conference League yeah. with that Spurs squad? They're starting back, what, four weeks early? Something ridiculous like that. It's, it's a nightmare for Tottenham. Um Obviously, Ancelotti's gone to Everton, but Zidane, there's no chance Zidane is going to want to leave Real Madrid to go to Spurs. But no, you know, no disrespect to them, but why would he? You know that way. I, I don't know what Zidane really is looking at towards career prospects, but for Spurs, I really don't see an alternative other than uh, Hutch. You know that way at the moment, and it pro- as you said, Matt, it's probably just more of a crowd pleaser than anything. Oh, we've Pochettino back, played the best football we've played probably in the last fifteen years uh, under Pochettino, the best squad. But yeah, they, they just need a revamp with what money I don't know, Keto. Yeah, it's a hard one. It's a hard one because, like I said, I agree. I think Poch will, uh, not Poch, sorry, Conte will look for money to build exactly like Mourinho. Mourinho, I think Pochettino going back in there will be like what's really changed uh, since he left. There's a lot of the same players out there, but he'd be down Harry Kane or he'd be down, mm. you know, some of them had moved on. Some of the experienced pros had gone that were there. You like, know what, Keto, actually, as well. Sorry, just. You know, Steven Gerrard's not a bad show. You know what I mean? It's a job that you could see him coming in. It's that massive pressure. Well, not really, because they couldn't really be lower right now. You know what I mean? He could go in and do a good job. Like It could be a bit too soon. Maybe he doesn't want to manage anyone else other than Liverpool. But I don't know. It just wouldn't rule Gerrard out getting a job like that, you know? He was linked with the Ev earlier on tonight. So, you know, it'd be, oh, interesting, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> be interesting to see where he goes <laughs> with that. But it, it's an interesting one, Joe, isn't it? Because, like, the, the managers that are out there and the jobs that are out there, you've got, like, Celtic, right? Let's throw them into the hat because they're a traditional big club. But the reality is they're not shopping at the same supermarket as these Premier League clubs. But you've also got the likes of Crystal Palace now are looking for a new manager and any other teams that are going to be in that mix. You have relative stability there at Leeds. And a thing I wanted to say to you that, that the lads have touched on there. Spores looking to bring in a director of football. Manchester United linked for years with a director of football and people saying, you know, they need to get that that conduit between manager and, and board in there. Leeds have got that structure in, haven't they? And they've got yeah. one of the best in the business, are they? And it's a it's a, a model that's done use very well over the years, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's been amazing, man. Victor Orta is oh, he's just amazing. Like um he spent time at Sevilla. Um, and a number of other clubs then came to England at Middlesbrough didn't go too well um, and then when he came to Leeds um, his initial first season wasn't great but I think that was more so the remit like we had no like the club was in disarray we had no under 23s did it, you know season just gone we won the Premier League Division 2 we've been promoted you know so it just gives you uh, an idea of, of of what he's done and and, and it does work. It do, well, it clearly works because look at some of the fines that he's he's had at Leeds United. You know, um, yeah. the likes of Rafinha, what we paid for Lorente, 
you know, um, Rafinha's 17 million. I know everyone keeps asking in the chat, and no, no doubt we'll we'll speak about him a, a little bit later on. Um, it, I think, hearing of a recent Victor Otto uh, interview, like, I think he was saying, you know, he, he said, like, how having that there, maybe a manager doesn't have the capability on their own or the chairman, Levy or whatever, to be able to scour the scouting network that the director of football has and has the time, you know. And he actually spoke and said, you know, no longer do clubs look at the Euros or the World Cup for players because and he, he spoke about the time like Diop to youth when they had that great season uh, time with Senegal and everyone was right let's just buy them you know Liverpool yeah. got a few of them and he said I'd actually now go to an under 21s tournament and if I wasn't aware of a certain player then one of the scouts would be getting sack mm-hmm. and what it means by that is we should already have lists and lists and lists and lists of players before and he says we'll start with 20 He's speaking about the process, and he, now he said he's got about two or three for each position. He presents them to Bielsa, which one? And then it's a case of which one of them three are then available. Like Rafinha was offered early doors, wasn't available. We looked elsewhere. Then all of a sudden, Ren came back. Yes, he's available. Right, boom. So he said it's like a, there's two sides to the coin. The technical side's done, i.e. watching the videos, going to watch the players. All that's 100% done. The other side of it is who's available, how much can we pay for them, et cetera, et cetera. But having that, for me, well, it's worked wonders at my football club anyway, so I would, if anyone can have that, as long as it's the right man. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, Victor Ott was approached by Roma, turned them down to stay at Little Old Leeds, you know, because it is just really like this. And it's um, it's amazing to think the 16 years that we've had where we're at now as a football club, like you saying to me, you're actually quite stable and we've got Manchester United and Spurs and that shouldn't be the case after our 16-year hiatus, but it is. And that's why it's amazing to be a Leeds fan again at the minute because yeah. it's been a long 16 years, but we are proper stable now and it's just nothing's going wrong at the minute and long may it continue. But it's no, a great but point. Just sorry, to jump in there, Keith, oh, sorry. I, I only a stable, Jody, I think, as long as Bielsa is there. Like it's one-year contracts he's getting, do you know what I mean? Is he the, the, the linchpin or what do you reckon? No, no, I think, like I say, from Rad Razani, Angus Kinnear, Orta and Bielsa, I think they already have contingency plans for who that, that next man's going to be. It'll never be... I always think about Stoke when they tried to switch it up and they brought in Mark Hughes and now look yeah. where they are. I think the yeah. next man that comes in will be of that ilk. I know yeah. they've been a fan of Steven Gerrard in the past. I know they like Gabriel Heinzer. Um, so they'll go down that similar sort of route. I would hope so anyway. The guy that's at the top actually cares about the football club, if that mm. makes sense. You can yeah, you get that sense, you know. They're improving infra- infrastructure in Leeds. Do you know what I mean? They're doing yeah, things yeah. for the city and stuff. So I think we'll be all right. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, it's a good point, Tom. You know, Bielsa, and I'm a huge, huge fan of Marcelo Bielsa. I've been on Joe's show before talking about him. And he is, he, he, having that identity and having that, um, you know, f- from whether it is Bielsa, Bielsa has his own way of playing. We all know that he's, he's a unique manager, a unique coach. He sets his teams up in a unique way. But Leeds are not going to move away from that. And they're not going to a point, you know, I can't see any situation where Leeds are in 16th in, uh, in Christmas and they're looking for Big Sam. Big you Sam. know what I mean? There's, <laughs> there's no way, there's no world that that's happening. If it doesn't work out with Bielsa. 
And I think in the only way now is Bielsa walks away because, you know, at this stage, he, he looks settled there. You know, he doesn't look like he's going to implode. He doesn't look like there's going to be any... He's not going to reinvent the wheel there. He, he he has a settled team. He has a good squad. He has a good setup. So I think it'll be Bielsa walking away because he probably feels he can do all he can do. And then it will be a, a hunter or someone along those lines will come in of the similar mould and will work under a model that's already in place. And it brings that stability and it brings that that know-how that the club can work and operate as one because there's so many, you see so many clubs in the league that just don't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Big clubs, look at Arsenal. I think Arsenal are one of the worst-run clubs of late mm. in England and Europe because there's no cohesion anywhere in that club. It's it's just madness. But look, enough uh It's a move for Poch to go with it. He comes back to England for Spurs, but then... Bielsa goes and, and takes his rightful <laughs> place as Bielsa's heir at a big club. Isn't there that you right, go. Matt? You know there what I mean? The, 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 the master and the apprentice, you know, that's it. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, said it when, I said it when Poch left Spurs, that if he didn't get a job, I could see him succeeding Bielsa at Leeds. I, I, I've actually said that before. Not now. He's coming home now, but it was a possibility yeah. there for a bit. We'll see. We'll see. Stewie Mack puts a good point in. Uh, Gallardo could be a good shout at Leeds as well. Gallardo's a great coach at River Plate. I'm a huge fan of him. Um, but it will be, I think, as I said, of that of that type. So before we move on and talk about transfers and rumours and what you want to see with the clubs going forward in the transfer market, lads, we've been running quizzes, little competitions, and not quizzes, just little competition. We're calling it Winner's Week this week on the Day Trippers. And we're going to be giving away some prizes. So first off the bat, right, we're going to go... For a prize for a t-shirt from our website, we've recently launched merch on the website, all good gear. Um, so for someone to win a t-shirt of their choice from that, we've asked Joe a question. <coughs> now, Joe's question was how many goals that Tony Aboa scored for Leeds, and the correct answer was 24. But what we want to know is what you think Joe guessed. What was Joe's guess at Yaboa's all comp goal? for Leeds while he was there. So the correct answer was 24. So if you start firing in the comments, Joe, you obviously know what you've said. If you see the correct answer coming in, give me a shout out. I'll be looking as well, but sometimes these tend to, these tend to fly in now. Look, they're already coming in. So if you see anybody with the correct answer, just let me know the name and we'll get it up there. And we're going to be doing some more of these. LUFC, LUFC 1026 p.m. Is this your borner? <laughs> no, that's what I mean. <laughs> Obviously, this guy's coming over to watch me and knows I know my stuff. <laughs> see. Right, hold on. Let me find it. Let me find it. It was one of the first ones. I can't believe Chris people just doubted me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what you get for having so many viewers. Anyway. You can't find the comments. Well, no, that's what happened. They flew off. So, LUFC, the correct answer, of course, was 24. Because Joe obviously knows his stuff about Leeds, or he had Alexa on beside him, and he said, yeah. "How many goals did Tony Aboa get for Leeds?" Either or, we that was the correct answer. So LUFC will remember that LUFC. You win, like I don't know how beneficial this is going to be. This trippers t-shirt, yeah. You win a Liverpool team t-shirt, but you know who knows we've we've you know we've plenty of stuff there for you to choose from <laughs> so what we'll do lufc if you email the day trippers at the end of the show at the lfc day trippers at gmail.com give us your details and we'll get in contact with you with that so look 
let us know. Um, and I'm sure there'll be something that you can find on there. So, lads, that's the first bit of the competition out of the way. And we're going to move on now to talking about the the planned ins and outs of the summer. And, Matt, I'm going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Because, right, you've got a new manager likely to come in. What is the funds like at Spurs at the moment? Because I see red flags all over the place at Spurs. I watched that all or nothing. I only watched the rewatch the day the other day with Spurs. And the thing that jumped out at me with that was when they found out about the pandemic, Daniel Levy was only interested in um as only interested in the financial aspect. And I think the, the the commercial thing was saying, you know, but what about the the yeah, yeah, oh that too, the the sickness and the player. He was only this hits us hard in the pocket. A one billion pound stadium they've built. And um, you know, what do you do? What's is that money there for players, or is you know, is is transfer stuff in sports going to be quiet this season, or is it going to be busy? Do you think? I think it's going to be extremely busy, but for all the wrong reasons. Because what we've been hearing the whole way through, um, <laughs> since since probably February or March, is that Spurs need to sell to buy, which is um. Obviously, a, a really, really bad start. You know, there's, there's a lot of players that will be on their way out. Uh, Sergio Aurier and Musa Sissoko have already publicly spoken about their desire to leave. You know, we don't know whether Gareth Bale will be here next next season. That could be £220,000 off the wage budget. Uh, Hugo Lloris has refused to comment on his future. Toby Olivier is ageing and has been has almost been sold in the last couple of windows. You've Harry Kane potentially on the way out. The likes of Deli Alley and Harry Winks uh, not really uh, earning their place in the squad now. Ben Davis, his future is uncertain. Regalon could be back to Real Madrid. The, the Spurs squad could be completely unrecognisable next season. Uh, and again, you know, not for the good reasons. On top of the, the the stadium that needs to be repaid, we have um, a 175 million pound loan that we took out uh, during the pandemic. The Daniel Levy tried to furlough all the staff, and rightfully so, uh, was absolutely slated for it. And he he went back on that decision, took a 175 million pound loan out, and that has to be paid by next March. So financially, the club are not in a very very good position at all. But you would hope that perhaps by, by selling all those players. Um, that we could uh, raise a bit of money and hopefully get some astute signings in and around the place. Uh, I know it, you probably would have noticed watching all or not in Steve Hitchin or um, or Chief Scout. One of the first things he said in the show was, "I hate the transfer window," and he's our Chief Scout. He's the man whose job it is to go out and buy players. It's it's, it's not a very good start. Yeah, um, but look, <laughs> whoever the manager is, uh, the first thing we have to do is get a centre back. Because I'm sure as everyone noticed last season, despite the fact that we had one statistically one of the best defences in the league, it's a defence that uh, took the opportunity to play attacking football away from us because it couldn't be trusted. And when you've Eric Dyer starting every week, uh, questions do need to be asked. Now we are, I think it's it's almost a done, a done deal that we'd be getting Joachim Anderson, who was on loan at Fulham last season. He won't be going back to Leon. It looks like he'll... He was fantastic. I mean, what is he, 24, 25 years of age, one season at the club, Old and he wore the captain's armband for, for quite a bit of it. I, I'm not sure how much that'll be in terms of price, but I, I can't imagine it'll be much much more than 15, 20 million because he couldn't get in that Leon team when he was there. Another centre-back or two would be ideal. Uh, Milan Skriniar is one that we were looking at um, last summer, and, and Steve Hitchin. <laughs> Steve, no, no. No, no, it's not no, but, no see, need to I, set I, that I a bit lower. Yeah, Go back to Fulham I, I don't think who's who partners Anderson at Fulham. <laughs> I don't think it will happen, but, but some, some Spurs fans. This is the thing, and I guess it is a, you have to reapportion where Spurs are as a club, but I know Anderson went in at Fulham and did a good job and got the captaincy and all that sort of stuff. But is he mm-hmm. a Spurs centre-back? Is, is he the the... The one that you need, do you know what I mean? Like a screen, you would be, but that's never going to happen now, you know what I mean? Whereas, yeah, Anderson, yeah, 
he, he's the, a leader. The problem with he's, the, he is a leader. It's a good point. But the problem I'd see with the screenier thing with the Anderson is that the prices. I mean, the French league is in such disarray, mm. and I know Inter Milan are also. You know that they're not in financially the best, mm. but you know the French league is going to be rich for the picking. So if you're looking at Skriniar, right, you're not going to get Skriniar for, I don't think you're getting for less than 50 million. Do you know mm. what I mean? And Spurs aren't going to lay that out on a centre-back. Whereas you probably, as you might get Anderson for 15 or whatever. Is that, that's the fourth position you're going to look to fill, isn't it, a centre-back? First and second, you need two. And second. Um, Jeez, who have you yeah. got there? Eric yeah. Doyer, Davinson Sanchez, Toby then we've Joe Roden, who, who can't get a look in at the Joe moment, and Jaffa yeah, Tanganga. Jaffa well, Tanganga, Tanganga, who could be the next deadly king. He's been played out in right back. Yeah. Like the man can cross the ball for his life, and he's been wasted. He was. Your right back's a shocking as well, eh? Oh, God, our whole defence is. I mean, I'd be so happy to see the end of, of Serge Aurier. Apparently, yeah. where uh, Romano was saying we're looking at, at Max Irons, but the, basically, one window isn't going to fix Spurs. One window, two windows, yeah. three windows. We need, we need a whole lot more. Um, but defence has to be the first place we address because, as I'm sure you saw over the last season, it is an absolute shambles. So Did you sell Fife? Did you sell Fife? Or is he out on one? No. He's, He's on one, but Villarreal, yeah. Yeah, Villarreal have an Would option to, to make a permanent. Do you have an option, do they? Oh, unlucky. Yeah. It's, it's only about 15 million as well. I, I mean, I take him back. I, he can yeah. play right back. He can play centre-back. He can play in a, in a three-at-the-back. He never quite acclimatised to the Premier League. It, it got, got off to an awful start in his debut against Wolves. Uh, he gave away two penalties. But I, I think he has the potential. And Pochettino was the one who brought him in and who who worked a lot with him. So if that happens, uh, that would be a good way for him. But I, I think Villarreal will, will trigger that clause because he's, he was brilliant for them. Yeah, he's excellent. So versatile as well, isn't he? Um, so mm-hmm. so you're looking at centre-backs. Where, where else do you think they're going to need... Um, I'd say an attacking midfielder is a, is a very good place to start. And look, again, Spurs fans are, are talking about the, the top, top targets. Uh, Marcel Sabitzer is, is one that's been mentioned. Now, he only has a year left on his contract, so I, I do think he will be on the move this summer. Uh, he was even asked by Jonathan Veal, uh, the Spurs uh, correspondent for the Daily Telegraph, uh, on international duty, what, what his future is looking like. And he said, I'm not talking about it now. Uh, that's for, for when we get back to Leipzig after the Euros. So hopefully he'll be on the move. If, if he wants to move to the Premier League, which a lot of these European footballers do, I don't know how many of those top teams in the league will be looking for an attacking midfielder. Will the options be there for him? Maybe Spurs is a, is a potential destination, but I, I really can't see it happening. I, I really think we're we're in a situation now where we'll be looking at the, the kind of Europa League teams to try and get players in. And it's look, it's it's suppose the sad indictment of, of where we've gone in the last couple of years, but I do think an attacking midfielder is needed as well because Deli Ali has has fallen off the face of the earth. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him move on. You know it's what, interesting Matt, though, with Pochettino that, going back. Sorry, Tom, go ahead. Sorry, Keith. I was just going to say, probably your point as well, man. With Poch going back, I mean, is mm. he going to get the best out of Deli Ali? That could be like a new signing for sports. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible, but uh, Deli's worst year was the last year under Pochettino. Um, I, I think he, he had a bit of a, a bit of a revival when, when Jose came in. And look, I've always said about Ali, it, it was never going to work for him under... Uh, Jose for two reasons the first one is the style of play that Jose uses it doesn't suit a ball playing number 10 and a rip taking playmaker because I don't know if you, if you know we played uh, Stoke in the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup and Deli Ali, I think he started the game and he was you know, he was doing his usual game he was playing his little fixer on the corner and all that and at one stage in the second half we were 2-0 up he tried a little flick to Harry Kane Stoke won the ball so like 16 seconds later they scored Jose whipped Ali off straight away said in the post-match interview we can't have that in our team that's not good enough he's cost us a goal and you're kind of thinking 
the player that he is in a Pochettino system or in, a, in, a, in any sort of an attacking system, he tries 10 flicks around the corner to Harry Kane. One one works. You focus on the one that, that's worked. But in a Jose team, you focus on the nine that didn't work because you're not going to, you might not get that 10th in the, in the kind of aggressive style of football he plays. And then you're looking at the man management as well because something Ali has had the whole way throughout his career. Uh, even as a child, you know, he had uh, family issues. He was taken in by, by a friend and his family, the, the father was a real father figure to him. You can go to MK Dons, he had Carl Robinson, a real father figure. You go to Spurs, he had Pochettino. He always, throughout his journey, had that had that manager to put his arm around his shoulder. Jose wasn't quite that man. So I think the fact that Ali uh, kind of regressed even further on Jose isn't much of a surprise. But I, I don't know if it's just gone too far now, if his confidence has gone, if if his talent has gone, because he hasn't played in so long, if it would be easy for him to be revitalised under Pochettino. But look, if there's any man out there who who could do it for him, I think Poch is the option. But I feel with the way he's been playing in the in the last month or two, he's been on the pitch, but he's up and great. I think Daniel Levy had him in the shop window. Roy, the one everyone's asking about now is Harry Kane. Um, what do you think is going to happen there? I'll come to the lads now in a second as well for their thoughts on Spurs and what they need and what they think will happen. But Harry Kane, uh, a lot of people saying that City are going to go big, Manchester United are going to go big. What happens with Kane? Do you think he stays? There's, do you think he moves? There's a 0% chance he goes to Chelsea. There's maybe a 5% chance he goes to United. City is the only team I'm worried about. And... Honestly, if I had a choice right now, if I was told Harry Kane is 100% leaving Spurs, you can pick any club in the world for him to go to, I would choose Manchester City because that man deserves every Premier League title he can get his hands on, every FA Cup, Carling Cup, Champions League. Champions League. They haven't won a Champions League, you're joking. Well, maybe not the Champions League, but the Premier League, because the way I'm looking at it, we are further behind City. Everyone is further behind City than any other team. And if you want to have a chance of competing for the top four, it's not City that we want to catch. It's Chelsea and United. So we want to make sure we're not strengthening them, but also, you know, maybe giving Kane what he wants because he's not going to leave England. Now, having said that, I don't think Kane gets his move because the entire thing that he's on about, this entire story is based on Harry Kane having a gentleman's agreement with Daniel Levy. And that is his first mistake because he wanted to leave last summer. <laughs> and Levy said, "Give us." <laughs> Levy said, "Give us one more year, and we let you go." He he's had his year. Uh, he wants to go now. And I, there's some Spurs, Spurs fans who are still denying it. I've no doubt in my mind Harry Kane wants to move to Manchester City, but he's three years left on his deal. Daniel Levy is going to ask for every single penny he can get for that man. And as much as you can look at top scorer, top assister, probably the best player in the Premier League this season, potentially worthy of the, the Player of the Year award. You also have to look at the fact that he's a 28-year-old with three years left on his contract and who misses three, four months every single season. Yeah. You do have to look at the investment side of things. And again, this may just be me telling myself these things to, to give me that bit of hope that he may stay. <laughs> but I, 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 if I was a betting man, I'd put my money on, on Kane playing the Spurs next season. And I, I don't want that to happen because I've said it the whole way through the season. If Kane wants to go, I want him to go because he's given so much to this club. He's given the best part of his career to Tottenham and it, nothing has been repaid him. So if he goes, not one Spurs fan will, will begrudge him and would almost want him to get that move. But I, I think he's in a Spurs jersey next season. I don't know. I wouldn't be as uh, thankful if my main man was looking to go out to a rival like that. Look, whether you you have to see City as a rival because you the, the, you can fall into a trap and Liverpool done it for years. Um, playing for fourth, do you know what I mean? It's a dangerous game. You have to play for fourth, and you have to look if you want to be at the top table. You have to look if Sports sell Harry Kane to Man City. You've seen it over the years when City were taking, you know. Um, from Arsenal, they take Adeboyard, they take Nasri, they go in and take the best players. You know, you'd go in and take uh, Van Persie. You don't want to get to that club because it's a slippery slope, you know what I mean? But look, 
it's it's interesting because he's not going to move abroad because he's chasing the Premier League goal scoring record, right? So we all know it's England and we all know it's City. To me, it doesn't fit the City mold at all because he's you're right, he's 28. He's got ankles that are made out of Ferrero Rocher and he's going to cost north of 100 million, right? Now, Man City's record transfer fee is 63, I think, for Ruben Diaz. They spend ridiculous amounts of money, but they never break the bank. And if you're dealing with Daniel Levy, you're not getting a deal. You're not getting a bargain. Uh, Joe, we'll come to you on that. How do you see Kane's future? Where do you think Kane ends up? What do you think happens? And where would you feel would be the best fit for him? Yeah, um, I've said this week, so to be honest, before the real strong links came out with City, I thought he was destined for Manchester United. You know, I, I, I've said for a long time, <coughs> if Alex Ferguson was still at Manchester United, Harry Kane would have been a Man United player seasons ago for me. Yeah. Um, he's perfect for them. I think he's the, the missing piece of the jigsaw. I think, uh, all right, the manager probably needs to get on his bike, if I'm being totally honest. I still can't believe he's there. That's just my opinion. As a Leeds fan, I'm happy he's still there. Yeah. I just, <laughs> just don't Same. understand it. I don't understand it genuinely. Like yeah. It's crazy that he's not been moved on, especially with how many managers are available now. And where yeah. Manchester United are as a club, they could have their pick. It's really? a good point, actually. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, and they still still want to persist with this guy. It's mad. Um, but for me, it'd be Manchester United, and you know, I've like I said, Fergie would already have him there. I think he's the final piece of the jigsaw. Him and Cavani, they, it would just be perfect, really, with the amount of game time that Cavani has. You know, um, I've seen a lot of Manchester United fans saying, "Oh, Sancho's the one." Sancho, no, park that. Get Kane in the door. Manchester United will, might start winning things again. You know, I'm pretty pronto. Um, and I don't know with City, will, will they, they said they wouldn't enter a bid more for Haaland, but the money you'd have to pay for Haaland isn't going to be too far away from what yeah. you'd have to pay for Kane. So, probably less. So, probably even yeah, less. Yeah, so why are you going to... I don't know. I think Manchester United, we know they've spent silly money on big players before as well, and they've got coffers massive deep. So I don't know. I think he... That would be the one for me if I was, but I don't know. I Maybe it's like Matt says, it's a madness, but I think they do owe, owe him that, man. I think for him to go to Levy and he said, look, they've tried Mourinho, it didn't work. They didn't win, nope, he's gone. Now let him move on. You know, I think that's one thing. I remember the Ronaldo situation at Manchester United and he gave them that year and then they said, right, go on. Do you know what I mean? And it should be the same at Spurs, but like you say, we'll we'll leave you. We don't think it will be, will he? I just don't want an unhappy Harry Kane going into the Euros, if I'm being totally honest, but he doesn't seem that kind of guy. I know you three won't be arsed, but... I Couldn't give a shiny show you whether Harry Kane is happy. No, indeed, indeed. Look, it's it's a big one for England, I think. You know, you just have, you just have a... A shooting chance at it, let's just say. And you do need your players for it. And, you know, because if Harry Kane goes in there and, as I say, his, his dodgy ankles give up, you're then looking at Calvert-Leon. And I think that's a, a different prospect. They left the know. best second choice at home, mate, at Ellen Road, didn't they? Let's be honest. Oh, Paddy, Paddy Bam. Paddy been, Bam Bam didn't get a look in. Still won't no. play for Ireland either. The fuck <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is ours all, like Winston. 
<laughs> militant stuff by Matt I love it but Thomas I'll come to you now on, on the Hardy Kane situation like because Joe I think is, is spot on with his analysis there I yeah. think if Alex Ferguson's in charge of Man United he goes to Spurs and he bullies them do you know what I mean he he tells Daniel Levy I'm taking him off your hands what's the price 100 million there's 80 let's do a deal those days are gone Um, but do you see Kane at United at City at Spurs, Chelsea, where do you see it's, he- it's a head rule in the heart, Keto. Um, yeah. I-, I can't see Kane <laughs> wanting to go to United for the simple reason is that I think, I, I disagree with Jota I don't think he is the missing piece. I think United need about four other pieces to really compete with City. Um, don't get me wrong, if we sign them, we'd probably be the best signing we've made donkey's years, along with obviously Fernandez. Um, I think, look, a lot of people in the comments say, nah, 80 million, 100 million, you know, Levy, as you said, Keith, he doesn't give him up for cheap. I think he's going to cost more than what people think. And you're talking 130, 140 million, something like that. Ridiculous amounts. 28-year-old, as you said, Matt. Um, he's going he's gonna to go to see. Um, I don't think he's going to suit him. I think he's going to be like Ibrahimovic, Mark II, uh, under Pep. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was as Tottenham. Um, if I was Harry Kane and I want to break Alan Shearer's record, as funny as it sounds, I stay with Spurs. I really don't think he's going to score as many goals as he will at, at Man City the way they play. You only have to look at City centre-forwards. Look at Jesus, look at Aguero. Fair enough, they might score 18, 19 goals a season. Kane's whacking 25 to 30 a season at Spurs now. So yeah. I'd stay there if I want to break those records. But if he's a Van Persie type and he wants to go and win trophies, well, then it's Man City without a shadow of a doubt. But I'd love to see him at United. I agree with Joe. He has that aura of a Man United player. He looks like a Man United player. He acts like a Man United player. So yeah, I would man. love it. Um, but yeah, Oi. look, there's, absolutely, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Solskjaer doesn't instill any player with confidence. Neither does Woodward. Neither does Darren Fletcher, as technical director. And the Glazers don't either. So it's the, from the top down, they don't look like a very attractive option. Man City do. So yeah, head rule in the heart, unfortunately. It's, he, he will go to City. Interesting, yeah. My take, I think he stays. Uh, I don't think City pay that money for him. We'd be surprised. I really, I see City are linked with Jack Grealish and and Harry Kane, and they're talking about two hundred and fifty million. You know that's that goes against everything right. City have done. You know, and I, I just I don't know if we if we can see it happening. But look, we'll wait and see what happens there. So, uh, Matt, before we finish up, you think maybe a Joachim Anderson and Marcel Sabitza you wouldn't mind seeing coming in the door. Anyone else, or would it, it, that be it if you kept everyone else? So if Kane was to stay, Loris, let's say, is to stay, and all these, would you be happy with those two additions mm-hmm. to your first eleven and build on that? Yeah, yeah. I suppose if you if you want to slot Anderson beside Oliver, if he stays, I'd I take that for for a season. But God, we probably need a right back as well, Keith. I yeah. maybe add that. Six money. That's it. Game over, uh, <laughs> Joe. You could you could give us you could give us the, the Halifax Town squad, and perhaps you'll get us top six. All right, just you wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, add a right back to that, and it would, it would be a yeah. acceptable window. Yeah. yeah, no, no, we'll look, we'll wait and see what happens. And, you know, we'll do more of these as the summer goes on, as things happen and develop, and we'll see what the feelings are then, you know, because you'll have a manager in place and you'll have an idea. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to someone else now. But before we do, we're going to go on to the next part of our quiz. Now, this is for uh, entry into our PS5 competition, our giveaway. We've been doing this for the last few nights. Um, 
loads of people want to get entered into this, but the, the rules is the rules is the rules. So what we're going to do here, we've asked Matt, Teddy Sheringham has scored 97 goals for Spurs. What did Matt guess was his total? So it's same rules. Don't want anyone cry arson about being entered into the competition. Put your guess into the chat. The first one we see, Matt, you know your answer here. Do you? I'm sure I do. You remember your answer. Uh, and the first one we see with the correct answer, we will call out, and they will go into the draw at the end of the week for the PS5. So um, just keep an eye there and let me know if you see anything. I'm looking at these guesses. So many coming in. God. They're flying in, rattling in. This is what happens. We missed it. missed some last night and all. So uh, let's see. We'll just do a quick scour there. Um, no well, if you yet. see one there at all, none of them yet. No one yet. Right, that's killed. So you keep looking there, Matt, right? And if you see one, just call it out to me. Tell me who they are. So we're going to move on. I'm going to come to Joe now and Leeds. Right, Joe, Leeds, it's a funny club, it's a funny, it's a funny, um, they, they've done well, they've done excellent, I predicted, I was on your guys on the, the old show, all Leeds TV at the start of the year after the Liverpool game the first day, and, and I predicted, I think Leeds would have been solid, and they were, they were a good team, they were a great team, great season, but when you're building a squad like Leeds's, you know, it, it's going to be, I don't think stability in the playing staff will probably be like other clubs, maybe. You know, there's going to be moving players on, big, big, bigger teams. I'm not saying, you know, Leeds are a big team, but bigger teams are going to come in and look to pick the bones off you. And Leeds are going to look to bring in more gems. So what's the what's the rumour mill there down at Ellen Road? What's happening? What's what's the, the, the names getting bandied about? Yeah, um, well, you bang on in terms of how Leeds look at it anyway. Like the, the the director of football, the chairman, have said we want to follow the Leicester model. If we look at the Leicester model, they bring in Kante, they bring in Mares, they bring in Maguire, they sell them on for top brass, they reinvest, you know, they bring in the the kid, um, what's the kid, the Fafana, etc. you know, and it's just a constant, you know, um, and then they'll get to a stage where they don't have to sell the best players, you know, and I think that's the model we, we will follow. And obviously when I think about that, obviously the key, the, the main one on everyone's lips is Rafinha. Um, he, he's the one, especially for Liverpool fans. Um, I think my, my, it won't be this season. He won't move on. You know, he's come out and said as much. He, he enjoys it at Leeds. He's got a manager. You know, he says Leeds were the club that took a chance on him. There's no doubt with the talent that he's got that other clubs would have been looking at him. You know, we were speaking earlier about that scouting network. There'll have been a lot of big clubs like Liverpool, etc. probably already aware of him. It's just whether or not he can make that step up. He's now proved it at Leeds. Right, let's have a look at the kid, you know. Um, but he said he, he's got a real affinity with the manager, with the with the playing staff, and obviously that he wants to play in front of the fans on a regular basis because we we've really took a shine to him, as you as you can imagine. Um, the the thing is, like, I was really worried about Manchester United because obviously he's really really good friends with uh, Mr. Fernandez, um, which is straight away a worry, you know, straight because you don't want him to go across there. But in the interview, which you weren't aware of, he also spoke about many friends at Liverpool. So he, he knows Alisson and he said that when he got the move, the first person to call him was Firmino because uh, they're from the same neck of the woods. So he knows Fabinho and stuff. So I, I know that's like only small things, but that can count for a lot sometimes when you're looking at a club and you've got, you know, these lads that play there. Um, so 
There is that. And if he has another barnstormer of a season like he did this term and we don't get European football, which I think we might, I know people might, but I remember being on this show right at the start when I was saying we'd finish top half and people were laughing <laughs> can, at me, you know? So can, I, so can I say the right number is in there because Reggie was having a, a tough time trying to get people to start putting it in. Uh, the the okay. right one is in there. Hold on one uh, sec, hold on one sec. Yeah. We have the right guess in there, do we? We do. I put it there in the live chat, but you know when a treadmill's going full speed and you jump on it and you go flying off? That's the way the chat was like, the thing was just gone. Um, it was A underscore C underscore 5814. Okay, and what was the answer? The answer was 68. Now, I was 30 off. Yeah, but well, it was two when he left Spurs. So. Teddy Sheridan <laughs> not played there for bleeding years, and you're guessing on 68. I thought 90 odd was low, and you're even going lower. I was like going to say, yeah, I was two when he left. It's not my fault. Yeah, no, no, that's killed. So we have got a winner there um, on that. It's A underscore C underscore 5A. Sounds like a bot. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't sound like a real person, <laughs> this one. And again, Matt, this could be your burner. But if that person wants to contact us by email, lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com with their details, and we will put you in for the draw for the PS5 and FIFA at the end of the week. Um, so anyway, back to Joe. Yeah. Where were we? Rafinha. I can't, I can't remember. I, it, Matt so rudely put me off there for the sake of the PS5. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would you not do the same? <laughs> I'd have put more for the PS3, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, my... Uh, yeah, so in other words, Rafinha's going nowhere this summer. Yeah. Nowhere this summer. Um, as for other outgoings, I'm not really worried. I think... I think Maybe in another season's time, Melier could be one for some some top clubs. I think for such a young keeper, 21-year-old, broke the clean sheet record so good with his feet. I think, like you say, Larice is moving on. It could be an option for someone in a game. We paid five million for that kid, you know, and he's going to go to the top for me. Um, so we will find gems. Um, as for this season, in terms of bringing in, like we need a left back. Uh, Alioski's done great, um, but he's not a left back, you know. Uh, that's not his natural position. Um, so we need a, a, a proper left back. Uh, we've been looking at the kid Parade from uh, Brest, I think it is, and Tagliafico. Um, so they seem to be the two names, um, which would just improve us massively because, like you see, you go from a lad who's a, a left winger, really, not an amazing player, you know, um, but but if we can get a proper recognised, you know, fully-fledged left-back in Tagliafico, then they're, they're great signings for us. Um, we need a midfielder. Um, Nandez has been mentioned, a guy at Cagliari, um, he's been mentioned. And then Mateus Kuna, um, which I've seen a lot of Liverpool yeah, have been with. Yeah, this has come up, but I know as of yesterday, we were the favourites with Skybet. I don't know if, if Liverpool have now entered the race, but he's at, he's at Hearth of Berlin. Um, all our wingers like are left-footed, regardless. We, we need a right-footed winger, if that makes sense. We don't have a right-footed winger, um, and, and Kuna gives us that, so... It, it, it won't be uh, cheap, but if we could get him, like it'd be amazing to have Rafinha on one side, Kuna on the other. I think Rodrigo's really come into form towards the back end, so we don't need anyone up front. Bamford, Rodrigo are fine. 
We've got adequate KP cover now. There's a guy as well mentioned, uh, Kent, Kent's one that's always linked, Ryan Kent. He's been linked since the championship before he went to Rangers. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, 50 million. And a guy called Noah Lang, uh, who, who's at Club Bruges, was at Ajax. He's a great player. He looks, yeah, a really good player. But the, the only issue is, like, when he was at Ajax, he had issues with Ten Hag. I think it was like he refused to do what Tadic had told him to do on the pitch. And Ten Hag can be seen shouting on, I can do as you told. This is our game, not your game. And then he was gone to Club Bruges and he was videoed the other week singing about Jews to do with ah, their rivals. And it was like, yeah. let's stay away from that guy, yeah, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and Biel's at... If he has that type of attitude where it's more about him than the team, then it ain't yeah. going to work at Leeds United. Because no. Pontus Janssen was arguably our best centre-back in the Championship and he had one, he did one thing, not yeah. listen to Bielsa in that game against Villa and he got moved straight on. So I, I think that's a, a matter. He looks really talented, but whether or not we'll, we'll move in. I mean, we were linked with that Yukuslu from who was at West Brom is KP yeah. cover, but no, thank you. I don't, I don't want that. He and was really impressed with Celta Vigo. Yeah, but uh, nah. Celta Vigo, that's, that's it off. Yeah, maybe, maybe for Spurs, maybe <laughs> for Joachim Anderson, another relegated. Oh, sure. Like, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> this is about okay. Yeah, no, I, I just won't give my opinion in the future. Yeah, no, because no, I'm not used to this. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just sit back here in the relegation zone. Don't worry, I'll let you big boys talk it out. No, it's fine. Don't you worry. You're going to get your say on Lades now in a minute. Don't worry about that. Don't let him lead bully. Here we go. Macatrol's a, <laughs> a comment in there. Origi is good at left back, Joe. If you are looking, or he is going to have him for about 25 million if you want. Um, but now, look, I, I'm of the opinion that, you know, Bielta isn't going to sign some head case that, that's bad for team morale. He's, he's all about, you know, buying from, from players. He gets wingers to do jobs at fullback for them and run the legs out of them. He's, he's unbelievable. And look, I've waxed lyrical about him. I think he's absolutely amazing. He's one of the greatest managers of all time, in my opinion. So he will get the right players into that squad and into that team. Joe Gellhard is an interesting player as well that, that could, I mean, Leeds done well on that, that under, what was it under 21 at the 23s? Was it? Are they yeah, youth? Premier League two? Yeah, Premier League two. Did a few good players. Um, the Dutch winger, what's his name? Um, Somerville. Somerville. Yeah, he's he's meant to be doing well there. So, there's young players as well that can come in, which you know will be interesting. So, we, we, we touched on uh, Matthias Cunha there, and he is a player that's been linked with Liverpool as well. Now, my personal opinion is I don't think he's Liverpool quality, and that doesn't mean he's not quality. No. I just don't think he's suited to. Uh, a forward position at Liverpool or a midfield position at Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think he's the type of player that he plays centre forward apparently for Hertha Berlin now, but he was, anytime I've seen him, I've seen him a few times, he was sort of a number 10 or a playing out on the left hand side. And I don't think he'd suit Liverpool in that sense, but it would be an interesting move for Leeds. Now, Hertha Berlin are absolutely minted. And I think they paid big bucks to get him off Leipzig. Have you heard of fear and for him? What no, was? I think I, I think it will be expensive. Like I think the thing is as well when he was initially linked, we then heard that he re-signed a contract. But apparently, this contract was re-signed last September, but it was just kept on the down low for whatever reason. And then when the links came out, it was like, oh, he signed a new deal. By the way, I think it's like 30, 40 million euros. So it won't it won't be it won't be cheap. But I expect us to spend around 100, 
million like we did last summer with but this this time more emphasis on on quality like well yeah. like it was last time you know we're not just gonna flesh out because them that are on the fringes Alioski Roberts are all gonna sign new deals so it's like I know as Premier League quality goes they're not up there but under Bielsa it works so we go from having them lads starting to them being on the bench whereas previously we were having a call our bench was literally your likes of Geldart that has never played first yeah. Somerville, Greenwood, they never got a game, you know, because they weren't up to it. Whereas this time, we'll have Roberts, who played, say, 19 times in the Premier League, Alioski, who played yeah. 24. They can then be used off the bench, you know. So we'll just get better season on six. Fingers crossed anyway, but the, yeah. the plan is in place. Excellent, excellent. And Rafinha, obviously, is the, is the big one that people in the chat are certainly interested in. You can't see him moving on this summer. Nah, nah. Nah. Nah, it won't happen. I mean, don't get me wrong, if he has an, another good season yeah. and we don't get European football, then of course, you know, if he puts out the numbers over a 38-game season again, then Man United, Liverpool, they will come knocking. And ultimately, when we only paid £17 million for him, then any, you know, you're talking five times as much, you know what I mean? So it's going to yeah. be it's going to be a nice little earner and then we can reinvest it and find the next little gem, you know? That's exactly. the model. Happy I think... It. I think he's a year away from that big move as well. I think yeah. it's it suits him to stay at Leeds for another season. And you're right about the Leicester model because you can fall into the trap of Southampton done this for a while. They were blocking their players from moving mm. on. And then that stops players in being even going there. Whereas if Leicester are willing to bring a player in and move them on at a fair price, what they see as a fair price, players will go there and it's, it's a great stepping stone. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, Thomas... What do you think yes. about Leeds at the moment, and what do you think um, going forward? Do you, do you see Rafinha staying there? Is he a player you'd be interested in at, at United? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know people keep spouting Sancho, Sancho. I've seen Rafinha this season. I've seen him do it in the Premier League, and I'd rather take a punt on him. To be quite honest with you, um, I, I like him a lot. I look Joe touched about the Bruno Fernandez thing, um, and like you say, I don't read into it too much. And Brazilians at most top clubs anyway, uh, and obviously former teammates as well. So, um, yeah, I think if he's going to go anywhere, it will be Liverpool. Um, I'm not too sure whether he'll stay at Leeds. The lore could be just too too much um, this season, especially if they want to spend silly money, um, like someone actually just said there. Um, yeah, it, it could be a big transfer, but I really don't know, to be quite honest with you. Um, obviously, you know, it could be in for him, but I, I would think Liverpool would want them more. In terms of Leeds, um, you know, if you had asked me in January, I'd have said, geez, they need a new defence altogether. Um, but they really tightened it up. I think they probably conceded the least amount of goals at home in the second half of the season or something like that. So they re- they, they really, really turned it up. So they also spent, obviously, a bit of money uh, on Koch and um, I can't think of the other guys now, Lorente, was Lorente, it? Yeah. As well. So, yeah, they spent a bit of money. But, yeah, the, the full-back position is obviously the biggest one, like Joe says, Alioski. For me, he's not even a Premier League player, let alone a, a fullback. Do you know what I mean? So he's a, he goes back to the Championship for me, or he goes abroad, uh, Fenerbahce or somewhere like that. He's a uh, Besiktas, is it? He's looking to go to. So no, yeah, over one we don't name, but uh, those those who yeah. shall not be named in exactly. in Leeds company, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I think Leeds are doing quite good. They just have to build, you know, but not necessarily spend a fortune. Yeah. And not necessarily in any one particular area. Just keep progressing, keep getting a little bit better. 
Yeah, it's mm. about the right player, isn't it? It's not just about throwing money at it, where some clubs, I think, have to throw money at it. I yeah. think Leeds have to get the right player, whether it's a, a £20 million player, if he's the right player, or a £2 million player, if yeah. Bielsa thinks he fits into a system. Do you know what comes to mind, Keith? You know, you look at Sheffield United, you know, similar to Leeds in that great season, obviously, then they go and spend stupid money. You know, on players, they spent something like twenty-five million on Ray and Brewster and played them about twenty times from the bench. You know, it's it's stuff like that. Leeds have to avoid. You know, if they're going to sign someone, sign them to actually improve the first eleven, not to just come in as a squad player. You know that way. Yeah, indeed, Ma. I'll give you your chance now. Leeds United. How do you think it's looking for them uh, over the summer? What do you think they need to do, or what can you see them doing? I I can't imagine them going big in the transfer window. I think for for a lot of it, it will just be trying to to retain the squad that is that has done so well from this season. And as much as I'd like to uh, abuse Joe on all this, I, I just can't because Leeds are, I think, uh, a model that a lot of clubs will want to follow because um, they have their system. Like we've all seen those stats of the the running distance and all that stuff. And I feel they have a very very strong basis there, and they need to hold on to the players that they have more than they need to bring players in. And that's the likes of Calvin Phillips, uh, Rafinha. Patrick Bamford, even Luke Ayling, I think, is extremely underrated. And there's there's not a whole lot that they'd have to do to improve that squad because even if they did, I don't think they're going to be in the in the European mix next season because there's some teams that are going to bounce back. And there is the big six has now become a big seven, even if you if you want to still include Spurs and Arsenal in that, because we're getting to very close to the stage where you can't. But I, I, I just don't think Leeds are quite at that level to to get to European uh challenger for European football. Now the flip side Bielsa isn't going to be there for much longer. Like he's not the next five, six, seven year manager. So I feel like they need to get the best that they can out of him while they have him. And that again is really important in holding on to those players. I think a left back will be um important. I don't I don't know who they're linked with or whatever, but Alioski, he's he's done a decent job here this season. He hasn't been the best. You know, Stuart Dallas, who I often call leads as James Milner, just because he is that utility player and he can play anywhere. And when he does it, he he does it well. But they have they have the basis of such a good squad. You know, Melier. He's, he's he's error prone, but name me one big keeper at the moment who isn't, you know, getting Cock and Lorente into that defence more consistently next season because I know Leeds mm-hmm. had a lot of a lot of um injury problems there uh, throughout the season. That midfield is strong, Calvin Phillips uh, and Click in there, and of course Dallas been able to play in there as well. I I don't think it'll be a particularly busy uh, one for Leeds. Now that all changes if Rafinha moves on and if he does get a move to, to Liverpool, I think then they will need to heavily invest and probably get two players to, to kind of replace the effect that Rafinha has. And with the money they'll get in for him, if he does go, I imagine it will be um, it will be quite easy to, to get two players in. But I, I honestly can't see it be too uh, see it being too busy for Leeds. Yeah, I can agree. I just ask you a question, yeah. Mark? Yeah, here we go. No, right? You said we're not in the Europe. So where do we finish then? Eight. Just outside. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, look, you have <laughs> no. You're, I don't think you're going to make it in. Like you were relatively in the mix this season, but you have the what you can call you the know, big six now, with Leicester, with West we Ham, were, with we Everton. Three, three wins away from Champions League football, newly promoted side. You were three wins season. away, but you were what six places away from it. It's 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 not about three wins. Nine points. Nine points. Yeah. We drops. In some poor games, you know, is what I'm saying. I think we'll be in there with it, definitely. Don't don't worry about it. Do you know what? It's actually a good point, Joe, because those games that Leeds were very, very naive, I think, against some of the bigger teams. And, and Manchester United is the one that jumps out yeah. at me when, you know, the... The, um, the, I remember yourself talking about with the build-up to this, you know, you're so, such a big rivalry with them so long away and you just went and just 
pulled down his pants and bent over for them and got absolutely steamrolled. Yeah. And there was a few games like that against the 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 sort of top six teams, you know, for want of a better uh, phrase. Do you think that's something that I think Leeds definitely did improve on as the season went yeah. on? If they cut that out next season, you know, there's no reason why they can't challenge for them European players. I know this conference thing is a bit of a joke and good luck with that, Matt. But oh, I didn't talk it. Excuse me. I didn't it is <laughs> the most prestigious yeah. tournament. In, in It's it's the next big thing, I'm telling you. If you're going to win it, you might as well win the first one, yeah, and then yeah. when everyone finds out... It'll always be the team who won the first one. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Joe, for a team like Leeds, you know, that's a target that if you finish, you know, seventh in the league or, and you can get a European run out of it, it's something to aim at and it's something to build on, you know, going... You, big, you don't want to take these giant strides because then you fall into the trap of, you know, oh, we need to sign this mm. player for 60 million and this player, and then it falls down and Leeds more than most have seen what happens when it falls down with overspending and the likes of that. So mm-hmm. I think they'll be clever and they'll be a bit canny with their business this um, this season. And there might be a few wins and outs, but they'll be low profile and we'll be talking about them in a different light come sort of January. Do you know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. that's how I see it going for Leeds and anyway in the in the summer. But um, look, it's it's going to be a good one for us, and I think Stuart Dallas getting a lot of love in the in the chat. How do you rate Dallas this season? He's he's oh he's man, he's just the man. Like Matt put it perfectly. Like I always wanted James Milner to return to Leeds United, mm. but now we have up. I know it's mad to say we already have him because James Milner's Leeds anyway. But but we have that now in Stuart Dallas. Like what? The guy who came in under UV Rosler as a right winger and he was shocking. He couldn't take a man on. And now he's just like, well, he was our player of the season, player's player of the year. And he got goal of the, goal of the season for that late winner against City. Um, he's just, every, I guess he's, if Bielsa was to build a player, like it would be Dallas. <laughs> he just does what, just does whatever's thingy. And he's, uh, He's a legend. He's been made captain in Northern Ireland now as well. So he's just, a, he's, I just love him, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a great player. I'm a big fan of his. And his versatility, I thought Milner would have gone there as well, to be honest, mm. in the summer when they went back up. But they, they don't need him, you know what I mean? And, and it's yeah. a good sign for them. But um, look, Leeds, we, we'll see what happens. I think Rafinha stays. We'll see. I can't see any big, big offers coming into to entice him away, big enough that'll make Leeds sit up and think about it. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on now. And Thomas, before we move on, I want you to give me a name out of it. Now, don't try and give me any family members or anyone's on your podcast or any other nonsense like that. Uh, they're all man you and my family, Keith. It's definitely known in this chat. That's in my family. Anyway. <laughs> give us a look now. Someone anyone that's anyone that you've been interested in and that you've thought was a, a good comment or an interesting one. I'll give you a minute to bleed and have a scroll there. But we're going to move on now and then you're going to talk about, about Manchester United and it's interesting. Joe, I'll just give you a sec here to, you know, the rivalry with Leeds and United. Liverpool and United obviously is, is the big one for us, but which is ourselves, it's it's one that, do you think you need to put a better fist of it? this season than you did last season. Do you think the occasion got to you with the Manchester United games? Keith, sorry, just to jump in there, pal, there's a comment there's Red Steve is his name, eleven oh eight. If Everton had three more wins, they'd still be shy. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a cracker. There you do. go. 
So, Red Steve, you are in the draw for the PS5. So, send your email details to or email the day trippers at lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com. And you can thank Thomas for selecting you on that one. Everton, nice one, Tom. Everton hate the shot. Yeah, we can all get behind that. We can all get behind <laughs> that sort of carry on. But yeah, Joe, sorry. Um, do you think Leeds, the, the, these games, Leeds need to maybe pick themselves up a bit for next season with that rivalry or there's no other real rivals in the league fires it's like Yorkshire's not really heavily no, represented the big ones for us are Manchester United and Chelsea um, Chelsea dates back to the 70s the yeah, FA Cup fucking hate um, yeah we don't like them I was good when they won that the other night if I'm being honest um, <laughs> but there you go um, but yeah Ma- Manchester United that's the big one for us um, it after waiting so long. I think the, the frustrating thing as well is obviously we beat them in the FA Cup first time to knock Fergie out in the third round, first mm. time lower opposition, Betford at Stretford end. Da, da, da. It's all count for nothing because first team, first time we played them back in Premier League, we got beat 6-2, which was brutal. You know? <laughs> it was horrible. Um, and it was even worse when people afterwards were saying, yeah, but they gave it a good go. And people were saying, and then we became a bit of a running joke. Oh, well, at least they gave it a go kind of thing on the social media. Yeah. But I was disappointed because I wanted to see bam, 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 you know, flying challenges as it were. But I think you're right. You know, there was an interview with Calvin Phillips before the game and he was like this. Yeah, it's massive, isn't it? And I think yeah. the players were a little bit overawed by it as well. And we seen in the second fixture... The job that Calvin did on Bruno Fernandes, like he, he just bossed him out of the game and then Bruno Fernandes went and played in Roma and scored like three goals and got four assists or whatever it was. And it was like, that's the job that that kid did on him. Um, it was really impressive. But I think we've seen that in a lot of them. There was a, When we played City at home for the first 15, 20 minutes, they bossed us because it was like, this is Kevin De Bruyne. This is Raheem Stutt, you know what I mean? But I do think next season... That's gone now. The lads have proved they, they can operate at this level. You know, you've got Calvin now in the England squad. So, yeah, I would expect mu- a, a much... And, of course, the fans are back next year. Yeah, you know? big, big difference. When Man United come to Ellen Road, trust me, that is going to be some cauldron. Mm-hmm. It is going to be bouncing from both sets of fans. And when we go over there as well, you know. So, I just cannot wait for that. I was lucky enough to be in the West Brom game, but like I say, it was a good atmosphere. But when it's full... That's going to help us so much as well. Like people, trust me, that that stadium can be a bit of a cauldron. So, and that will win us games. Some players will will under it. So, yeah, that's the first one I look for when them fixtures come out. When we get in them at Ellen Road, <laughs> <laughs> see me. Oh my! <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's the one. That's the one. So, Thomas, Manchester yes. United, right? Um, Gary Neville, man of the people. Um, comes out and gives his list, his wish list for what United need, and it's Harry Kane, it's Jack Relish, it's can't remember. It's Jaden Sancho uh, yeah. and someone else is on it. What do you see as the needs for for Man United this summer? What what's realistic or what's you know what do they need to do? There's a lot of talk about the top end of the pitch. Are you worried about the the goalie situation at all at United? Yeah, the first thing I was going to say, Keith, is that re- realism doesn't exist in the transfer market with Man United. Pretty it's always fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, we want the best players for the highest amount of money. And uh, we still think that we're, you know, uh, the biggest club in the world that can attract the best players in the world. You know, it doesn't work like that. Realistically, 
United's spying has been the worst uh, aspect of it, whether it's goalkeeper, centre-half, centre-midfield and up front. Um, obviously, with Cavani signing a one-year contract, it's just a bit of paper and over the cracks for another year. Um, if even you get a year out of him, you know, you might only play 25 games, you know, that sort of way. Um, but yeah, touching on the goalkeeper thing, I mean, we've signed the top-class keeper. No, I'm joking. Uh, Tom Heaton, obviously, has came in uh, toward choice goalkeeper, if if even toward choice. Romero is going to go, and uh, and Lee Grant, I think, has become a coach uh, at the yeah. club, so he'd just be hanging around. Um, one of them's going to leave, Keith. It's going to be Henderson at the head. Obviously, one of them's going to leave. I don't know who should, to be honest with you. Um, Henderson is, is one of these things where, okay, has he market value? Of course he does. So, you know, someone would sign him and pay decent enough money for him being English and that sort of thing. Uh, he's in the England squad. You know, the hey and now, how much of a sell-on value has he got? I don't know. But is he a better keeper? Is, is there fighting the old dog, as they say? I don't really know, to be honest with you. Um, you know, United aren't a selling club, so are they, are they going to look at keeping Henderson with the experience of maybe Tom Heaton there? Who who knows? It's, it's interesting. Because I've seen when there was a yeah. possible swap. Seen that, that today. He came out and basically said, like, no one knows the future. If they want me to leave, you know, we'll see what happens. I think he's basically saying if Atletico need money, he, he would go. You know that way, and would the hair go back to Atletico Madrid? Yeah, I would have no well, doubt. But that, the way the thing, is yeah, it's it's under two of them, Tom. The yeah, Dean Henderson as well. No, well, yeah. Dean Henderson's on over a hundred k a week as well. So the type yeah. of clubs that be looking for him will be like oof, this deep. But it's yeah, <laughs> there you go. But it is interesting with the 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 swap to Atletico because. The problem for the Gea was it was always Real Madrid, wasn't it? Yeah, that was always exactly. the club that he was going to go to. And there was the infamous thing with the fax machine and all that sort of stuff. There's no none of those big teams that could afford to bring in David De Gea need a goalie. And that's no. that's the issue. Like maybe you could say, right, so Donnarumma is going to go to Juventus. So that's going to sort out Juve's goalkeeping situation. Neuer is at Bayern. He can go on for another couple of years, but they've yeah. brought in your man Newbell as well to understudy him. PSG is the only one, maybe you could say. Kaylor Navas is always underappreciated wherever he is. And they might look to bring in a keeper. But like Ter Stegen is at Barcelona. They're not going to want them. Courtois has turned it around at Real. I can't see them looking to spend big on, on no. a goalkeeper. So his options are limited. It looks to me like it's a swap to Atletico, PSG or staying at Manchester United. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it'll be hard to shift them on the wages. What's he on? About 350 a week or something? Yeah, he's, I think he's the highest paid at the club, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's on 350, probably basic. Along yeah. with everything else that comes with it, you know, clean sheets, appearance fees, everything like that. Say you're, you're looking north of 400, 450,000. I think someone actually put in the comments there, you know, we're spending something like, you know, 600,000 a week on goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, between the other ones at the club, Romero is still yeah. there, loan spell or whatever. Lee Grant is on 50 grand a week um, for being a coach and a player. So it's astronomical. It's the highest wage bill in the league. Uh, haven't won the league in eight years so it's, it has to come down but who goes you know once again is is it a money thing with United or is it a player thing I don't know Keith to be honest it's a flip of the coin um, with the goalkeeper thing for me if All Black comes in happy days De Gea has oh, yeah. to go do you know that way De Gea has to go if that's the case you're not going to keep two keepers like that there but Henderson 
Henderson fancies himself a, a number one now. He he said publicly that he doesn't want to sit on the bench. He doesn't want to be an understudy anymore. He wants to go. Um, so, yeah, I really don't know. I'd be actually more worried, to be honest with you, about what's in front of the hair. Well, um, we we can move on to that now. So, yeah. uh, the centre of defence, I mean, look, Harry Maguire, I don't think he's a great player, but I think as the price tag gets better and more so than his yeah. actual ability. I think he can lead the defence. I think, you know, if he had maybe a better player beside him, he's not Virgil van Dijk, put it that way. He's not able to change the whole way the, the defence will play, but it's the the players maybe that are beside him that are letting him down. So yeah. you can Lindelof. I think Lindelof's a decent player. I think Boy's a decent player. Boy's made out of biscuits. So we that's his that's problem. problem yeah, that's his issue. But you're then looking at Tunes Aby and all these guys coming in. Can you see a centre back being a priority at United this summer? And who was the names that you're being linked with? And who would you like? Do you know what Varane is being bandied about? You don't know whether again is a fantasy footballer or not. You know he publicly came out and said that he wasn't happy that Zidane left. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's a contract issue there as well. I think Real Madrid have offered him a contract four times this season. They've sat down and he's rejected it four times. So Ramos, obviously, then again he, he's going to stay. You know, but is United realistically aren't going to go in from now at this stage. Um, I don't know about Varane. You know, you're talking again big money. Uh, if you want to sign him, Ancelotti's just come in as well. They, they had a decent partnership, um, you know, when he was there the first time round. So I really don't know what's going to happen at centre back, but we need one. Who do you get? You know, people have bandied about again players in the in the Premier League. James Tarkovsky, like not being funny. Why would you not sign James Tarkovsky? Yeah, uh, if you want to get better, you know what I mean. He's arguably as good as Maguire, the Lindelof. I don't rate them to be honest with you, Keith. Yeah. I don't care about the eighty million tag. Uh, I don't think they're as good as uh, as they need to be at Man United. Varane and Tarkovsky would be fucking hilarious, to be honest. If Manchester United bad. were going in with that. Keith, do you know what, though? As bad as we are, we'd probably make Varane look like Tarkovsky. That's how good <laughs> we are at making you know good players go shit. Yeah. So uh, I really don't know. But you know, this is the issue you have. You still have Phil Jones at the club. Yeah, he hasn't kicked the ball all season and he's on 110 grand a week. You know that way? The, the wages is just... Uh, absolutely ridiculous and this is the Mourinho issue he gave Phil Jones a four year contract and was sacked about four months later Chris Smalling again major contracts Eric Boye always injured Lindelof rubbish seen him in the Europa League final just got pushed over uh, for the goal so centre-back's a major issue I don't know who you can sign though and who you're going to get value for money because I know as Joe said right, unlimited amount of money big coffers but they don't not not with COVID and stuff like that. I think if United are going to be looking to sign, it's going to be with players going the other way. You know, if you look at Lingard and West Ham, yeah. Martial maybe going to Spurs for Kane, it's going to be those types of deals this year for United. It won't be big money. Yeah, that's true. It's a lot of stuff. It is getting bandied about that. It could be the sort of offering players and, and Matt didn't look too happy with that Martial I, I, I was happy when he said Martial when he said Kane he's made he's made for sports he's made for the Ronaldo and um, Pogba one that I seen the other day as well yeah Ronaldo swap Pogba fantasy yeah. football won't happen yeah, yeah I've seen I know it's silly season isn't it yeah it, uh, you know it, what Pogba is an interesting one though Joe Again, uh, I, I had a talk with it was funny a Bolton fan, he's a mate of mine, and uh, El Mander's goal came up on the Premier League, the one where he scored against Hull, great goal. And he says he only started playing well when his contract was coming to the end. And it's Paul Pogba in, in disguise, it's the very same thing. 
he knows his contract's coming up, the Euros is coming up, uh, his agent all of a sudden now is best mates with the club again, and he's looking for a big bumper pay deal, um, or else he's going to go. It's just, yeah, it's a roundabout that's never going to end, but Ronaldo will never come back to United, uh, as, long as, I'll, as long as I'll be watching him anyway. I, I think it's uh, yeah I think PSG or something for Ronaldo where he goes to America or something like that I think um, mm. yeah and it's not a, I, I don't think Ronaldo goes anywhere that I'm not saying it pads the stats but that he's not going to win trophies I think yeah, he, he, he goes it. he's not going to a Manchester United to a project where no. he's not there you know Who's to say he won't push them on and be that? But, you know, he went to Juventus and Juventus had won six titles in a row or something like that. It was a one-horse mm-hmm. town. He'd go to PSG, just my opinion, and hover up legs. That That's how I'd see the Ronaldo thing going. Yeah, but exactly. the midfield's an interesting one because Solskjaer, he went for the majority of the season with the sort of Fred McTominay. And, and the last time you were on, Kev, we spoke about Donny van de Beek and, you know, not being able to break into the into the team. Do you see any movement in there or do you think it's just going to be the, the midfield is sort of set, Pogba stays or Pogba goes? Do you, does it rely on him moving on or do you think they'll do some business in midfield? Because I haven't seen many linked. Yeah. Do you know what? United are second favourites behind Chelsea to sign Declan Rice. And I know everyone is talking about, oh, he's an ex-Chelsea player and he's this and that. The only thing I will say is Lingard is going to have a lot to do with that deal. Uh, Moyes came out and said, obviously, that they were hopeful of keeping him. United are going to look at him and say, right, if we can get Rice plus Lingard, cash deal, that could give us the the, the chance to sign him. Um, but it'll be down to Rice whether he stays. Look, they're in Europe next year. He might say, I'm happy for the year, you know, Captain West Ham into Europe. Not many players are going to be able to say that at the end of their careers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he would be the one for me. He'd be my number one player. I think that's the most problematic area with United is, is that number six. You don't need to play with two. If you play with one of them, you can play Pogba and Fernandez. You can play Greenwood and Rashford and your centre forward. You know what I mean? You can go at teams. Um, Sell, Niguez off at Let's Go Madrid. More people are talking about him. Again, it's like the uh, it's it's like the Wesley Schneider thing. Yeah. These players just don't go away. Every year they come up again and again for United to sign. And again, I don't see any real uh, truth to it other than people, journalists just looking for a name in the the raffle transfer raffle. You know, throw a name out this week to yeah. sign for United. So, but uh, make I one say, stick and then they live off that. Then that's for what it year. is. That's what it is. I I have to say I like Declan Rice a lot. Um, I, I think he. I think he's the type of player that he would he'd allow other players just to go to start playing. I think Joe touched on it earlier on. Calvin Phillips is marking the likes of Fernandez out of a game. Fernandez drops nearly to the centre back to pick the ball up. If you've Royce there, he can kind of drive forward himself. He pushes the team back. I, I actually looked at Man City there, Champions League final, just going side note, and not one of that number uh, that midfielders dropped deeper than Chelsea's forward. Every single one of them pushed on forward. If you look at Matic. Fred, McTominay, they're basically playing centre-half for United. Um, that's where we're lacking it. We need a number six that is a little bit more clever um, and a little bit better technically than ones we have at the minute. So that that's my number one position is uh, a number six, whether it's Royce, people are saying Telemans, you're not going to get him now, not a chance. Uh, the amount of money he's going to cost. Yeah. yeah, and the amount of money he costs as well, Keto's, you know, you're talking 100 million, 80 to 100 million for someone like him uh, with how good he is. So remains to be seen though. 
Yeah. And then the forward positions where all the, the traction, it's it's Jaden Sancho, it's Jaden Sancho. Yeah. He's the name that is constantly that won't go away. I know Hardy Kane, we spoke about Hardy Kane and, and that rumor is there. But Jaden Sancho seems to be the one. Is getting Jaden Sancho, do you think? Yeah. Um I think this on that. Yeah, I think this year is the one he, he's gonna come. Um last year we were priced out with a move. You know, there's a big big deal there the last two days. Uh, Sancho signed uh, Sancho's great personal terms he did last summer uh, that's yeah. not the issue the issue is that they wanted £120 million pound for him um, during COVID and all of that you know the summer time there was no way he was going to so, uh, sign for that sort of money this year now they reckon it's going to be closer to £70 million to £80 million, uh, yeah. which is probably more realistic as well to be honest with you for his talent um, I'm not I really don't think we need him Joe touched on it earlier if you sign Jaden Sancho, where does Mason Greenwood go? Mason Greenwood's arguably as good a player as he is. You know, the, the season he came into United, 17 years old, scored 19 goals. Last year, obviously, the England thing affected him coming into the season. And he obviously had some personal issues with a friend and stuff like that, committed suicide. And there, there was a lot of personal problems there. But then you look at him at the, the end of the season. He scored seven goals from April to the end of the season, more than any other player in the league. So we're starting to hit form again. So I just don't know with Sancho, to be honest with you, and uh, whether he's the right thing. But it looks like that he is going to sign definitely. Yeah, Hardy, you can. Hardy can. No, not going to happen. For you. No, not it's not going to happen. I'd love it, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> Matt's happy about that. So you can see the action for United being maybe. You think it should be at the back end of the pitch, but it's yes. probably going to be up in the top end just to appease fans and that's that's Again, the way I run these days. Just about to say, it's just a fashionable signing. Sancho, yeah. give him the, the number seven jersey or whatever, you know, yeah. make a big song and dance about it and uh, it'll it'll please a certain element of the fans. But real fans realise that you're, again, you're papering over the cracks. We signed players like this before, Keith. Like in the same summer, we signed Darmian, Schneiderlin, Daily Blind, uh, Eric Boy, all these players we signed Di Maria and that's all people remember we also signed four other players that were shit that were all getting 100 grand a week you know so it's really about you know the right players this time around but it has to be the spine of the team uh, back to front you know that's it that's it Joe what do you think about you know do you think they need to do much work or can you see them doing the wrong work with the, the way they're set up how do you think they go about it yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree there. The Sancho one, like you said, I really rate Mason Greenwood. Um, I really, really rate him. Um, I know he's been took out of the England squad, but I've seen a lot of fans on Twitter like, "Why is he even there?" I was like, "No, don't watch this. This kid's good, man. He will do, he will do bits." Um, but for me, it's centre back, right? It's someone alongside Maguire. I actually mm. don't mind Maguire, lads. I, 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 I don't honestly. Oh. I think he's. It's mad, really, because I've seen a Liverpool fan, actually, from this parish, I forget his name, say it's mad how one decent centre-back getting taken out of your side can can have such an impact. Because I think since Maguire came out, he hadn't kept a clean sheet or something like that. In a yeah, game. Yeah. And I was like, ah, right, OK. I forget who it was now, but it was one of the lads from here. Um and he's been so so integral. To, he's not going anywhere. Is he? he's the captain. I don't think he's that bad personally. Um, so you need someone to partner him. I don't think Lindelof is that guy. Rubbish. Aaron Wan Biscuits and Luke Shaw. They're decent. You know, Luke Shaw's arguably the best left back in Europe. Um, it's that I don't mind McTominay to be honest. But Fred, nah, not for me. 
Um, so yeah, I agree. I, yeah, McTominay yeah. has the point. Of, he has what's about him to play in the Premier League, doesn't he? He's kind yeah. of that strength, but is he is he Man United's midfield? That's always the question I ask myself, yeah. and he's not. You know, is he a squad player? Do you know what, though? Do you not think, yeah. though, at, at Man United, like, I always found it mad, like, players like John O'Shea and Darren Fletcher, I just think if yeah. they were at any other football club, it's just not working. But I was just about to say, he's your yeah, Darren Fletcher. You know, he knows the club yeah. and all that sort of thing, yeah. and they give you everything. But he doesn't start every week, and he doesn't start in big European games. That's the yeah. difference, I think. You know, the problem I think is he's your best midfield player, and he shouldn't be. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He shouldn't exactly. be the best sort of midfield option. In the, I know Bruno was a midfielder, but he's more attacking. Like I think yeah. when McTominay is the number one choice, and it's his partner in McTominay, you probably do have an issue. What about up top, Joe? Do you think they need to do stuff up top, or would you agree that the Cavani, Rashford? Greenwood. No, they need to. The, they need to strike. Cavani can't play thirty-eight games, can he? That's why the Canes are wanting it. You know, don't do this job. They'd have to go big for a Haaland <laughs> or whatever. I don't know who's ready to come in and fill, but that, like your man said, it, it doesn't look like they're going to happen. But I don't understand the Sancho one because then you just putting more players in the positions that you've already got adequate covering. You know, it just don't make sense. But. Um, it's the central striker in it because Cavani's shown he's levels, man. Like it's mad, really. Because I remember when he was signed as well. That that felt like a bit of a, an appease the fans because he was actually available like two months prior and yeah. they got it done on the last day. And it was like, ah, what are we going to do? Let's just sign Cavani. But it ended yeah, up being exactly. a good move because some of the goals he scored were unbelievable. His movements unbelievable. You need someone ready or to learn off him. And Martial is pants. Like the guy's gash, like I just yeah, don't get it. You know, he's he's not good. He'd be brilliant at Spurs next season. That's the only thing. Yeah. Like. He'd be brilliant at Spurs. No. You know, and Rashford he'll definitely turn around. He'll definitely turn around. Rashford will ever be that central guy because he's sending us a will he? Never. I think the I think the plan with Sancho is that Greenwood becomes that, but I don't see that in Greenwood either. You know, I don't see. He's not ruthless. He has no physical presence. He is that modern, wide player. You know, yeah. we need a Cavani, and I know that sounds stupid, but we need a player like that. I'm not I'm not even going as far to say as I actually like Calvert-Lewin. I like the type of player that he is. His build, the types of goals he scores, he's that type that United need. Selling Lukaku was the biggest mistake Solskjaer ever made. Because yeah. now Lukaku would be perfect. You know yeah. that way? But yeah, look, that's that's gone. But uh, I agree Fibos with you. Chelsea, you know. Yeah. yeah, Lukaku goes back to Chelsea. Yeah, it's biz, yeah, be serious bit of business. Beast. Might you might you could be off the hook here. They're looking to swap Marshall for Calvert Leon now, so you might be okay. Go ahead, that's fine. <laughs> I, I fully cool. support this. We've been <laughs> looking for money off everything. Yeah, <laughs> 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 my, how do you see United? Do you, do you think they're um, uh, uh, Sancho away from really challenging next season, or do you think there's still a bit of work? Do you think this season may have been a false dawn in a way? I've said it the whole season. Uh, I, I do think United's position in the table was, I, I use the word fraudulent, but may, which may be a bit harsh, but I, on a normal Premier League season and a decent Premier League season, that United team doesn't finish second. The only reason they have done it is because it's Liverpool with all their injuries. It's Chelsea with Frank Lampard in the first half of the season, who, by the way, thanks to Frank Lampard. Um, it's Spurs with a season where Jose Mourinho has been sacked. It's 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 not a good Premier League season. City were far and away the best team, but you're looking at the, the gaps in that United team. It's not one that we consistently 
finishing second in the Premier League. And it's not one that in any time soon will be challenging Manchester City for, for any trophy, to be honest. And I, I, I'm i not just saying this because I want, I want Kane to say, but a striker is the last thing United need. I think getting Cavani down for a one-year deal was the best thing they did because they can focus in this transfer window on the other positions. They need a centre-back. They need a holding midfielder. They need a right winger and maybe even a little bit more as well. So if they went for Kane and, and splashed their whole budget on that, I think that is, the, that is the worst thing they could do. And it could have that kind of feeling of, well, they're doing that to appease the fans and to bring in, get this marquee sign and get the best striker in the Premier League and, and try and build on that. But Maguire, I, I agree with Joe. I think Maguire is decent. I think he's a good centre-back. I think we saw when he was out injured this season that yeah. he's, he does more for that United team than we noticed. And I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say the exact same thing happened to me with Jordan Henderson at Liverpool. I was kind of on the fence about him, but as soon as he was missing, or as soon as he stepped into those centre-back positions, you see how much you needed him against Southampton, for example. Some, some of those players, when, when you're not there, you know you, you miss them more. So I, I think Maguire is a good kind of man to that defence around. Lindelof isn't it, Bailly isn't it, whatever young centre-backs they have there aren't there. But then you do have to ask the question, what centre-back can come into that team and actually improve it? Because like Thomas said, you, you could bring in Raphael Varane and he could be useless. He could turn out to be like James Tarkovsky. And that is the problem that Man United have. It's a problem that I think a lot of teams in the Premier League have at the moment, but it seems to be more prominent in this United side. Then you're looking at that, uh, that midfield position and <laughs> when they start McFred, in the big games, you know there's issues there to be had. I, I do like Scott McTominay. I feel like that game against Leeds, and I love to bring this up, Joe, but when United beat Leeds 6-2, because they did, freedom that McTominay had in that game, of course, it, it's, it looks a lot better when he goes and scores two goals in the first three minutes, but I don't think he needs to be that kind of, that metronome at the back or the one kind of keeping things taken over because there should be a good enough defence in that United side that one of their holding midfielders can be a bit more adventurous and can go forward a bit. And if you get a Declan Rice or someone who could just be that stalwart in there that can you know, drop between the centre halves if needed, allow the, the fullbacks to push on, I think United will be so, so strong offensively. And maybe they won't need that right winger signing if they can't commit the extra man to that attack in McTominay. But a Declan Rice obviously would be a, a brilliant signing for them. And, and I think Sancho was written in the stars. Uh, I think he'd be a, a United player this season. But as much as you can say, a centre-back, a centre-midfielder and a right winger will improve this United side. It depends on who they get and it depends on how they acclimatise the United system because you, you simply cannot predict what United. Um, but look, I, I don't think they are a second place team in the league yet, but a good transfer window. And I think they could pull away from the likes of Arsenal. And look, it could end up back with a big four. It could just be City, uh, United, Chelsea and Liverpool fighting it out for the top four every season. Leicester maybe they're there about Spurs, Arsenal, Everton, West Ham Leeds aren't going to be up there. Um, so I think there is a good chance to kind of pull away from the rest of the bunch, but they, they really need to get the next couple of windows right. And Solskjaer the man I think is, is a question that will be asked if, if this yeah. win doesn't go, go well for them and to actually touching on that Matt as well obviously there's a, a new hierarchy at the club as well I know John Murrow was there before and that sort of thing Darren Fletcher coming in as technical director I don't mm-hmm. actually see what he's going to bring um, to the team he's never been a technical director before yeah. it looks like a job for the boys and people have this feeling like he's a guru and this sort of thing he's nothing he's, he's actually he brings no experience to the role. People are expecting us to sign worldies. So, yeah, that just to touch on that as well, it's, people think yeah. it's going to have a massive influence. It's not. They, they were linked with Monchi there recently for that director of football and <laughs> Edwin van der Sar, you know what I mean? These guys that are sort of top of the range. Uh, exactly. What's his name? Ocampos at, um, at Lille and that. Yeah. And it's Darren Fletcher that gets the nod. So it's very interesting. <laughs> Lads, I've kept you very a long time. So before we finish up, Ashley Loringer's asked, genuinely curious to hear what these guys think of Liverpool's needs in the market. Uh, so I will quickly ask is, uh, Matt, what do you think Liverpool need to do this, this summer to, to improve? Oh, can you hear me? I think my connection has gone a bit there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. Did okay. yeah? Did you hear it? What yeah. do you think Liverpool need to do? It's it's a really tough one to, to to kind of figure out because the basis of a very good squad is there for Liverpool, but what you don't want to run the risk of is that kind of system and that squad becoming stale, and you know people kind of figuring them out a bit, which I, I think isn't. You probably need to do more than figure Liverpool out to to really get them on a day when they are strong. There's not much in that eleven that I think you can you can genuinely improve when everybody is fit, but it, I think it's just about fine tuning the the kind of the the lower options that you have, and there is squad depth there, but when you're missing six centre halves. You know things start to, uh, to become a bit thin in there. I don't think Liverpool need need any starters. You could argue Bobby Firmino probably isn't the the, the best man to be in that number nine position. I know Liverpool fans love him, and I I, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to annoy Liverpool fans like I did to Leeds fans a few weeks ago. But I, I think maybe getting a, an improvement in there for uh, for Bobby Firmino could be if you want to improve that starting eleven, the the best way to go. But aside from that, just bring in squad players. You know the like the Shakiri, Origi, uh, even Octa Chamberlain probably aren't at that level where where they can step in and. And keep the squad at the same kind of level. And look, having that competition there could... I, I've, I've heard Liverpool fans say to sell Mane. I really don't think that's the way to go. But bring in someone who could compete for that spot. You know, uh, is it Jeremy Doku playing with Anderlecht at the moment? He could be a cheap signing. and He could really be uh, a player for the future who could challenge there. And maybe the same in the midfield. But I, I, I really don't think there's there's too much for, um, for Liverpool to do. Tom, what about yourself? Harry Kane, Keith. Don't see why. You know, uh, a number nine... Uh, I think Liverpool this season we've seen you know what I mean Mane is a smashing player went through a bit of a confidence issue getting himself back now why would Liverpool not want to try and sign Harry Kane you know they won the Champions League a couple of years ago won the league last year they're the best defender in the world they have a midfield packed full of quality Salah speaks for himself go and sign Harry Kane we don't see why it's only United and City I don't think they pay the money. I don't think they pay the wages, to be honest, that Harry Kane is looking for. Personally, that's my take on it. But I think, yeah, Bobby Firmino seems to be the upgrade that everyone's talking about. Joe, what about yourself? Where do you think Liverpool need to improve? And I assume it's not with a Rafinha. No, no. I agree with Matt. I don't think it's so much that... I, I think you'll get Tielemans for Wijnaldum. I think that's the one. I think that's, that's the one. Um, I think Tielemans will go to Liverpool... Um, Kanate is a brilliant signing. Yeah, I mean, it's all about getting him his fit. You know what I mean? Him and Virgil van Dijk, you're going to concede he, goals, man. You're as well, isn't he, Yeah, he's only 20. Huh? It's, learn off van Dijk as well. It's, oh, it's amazing. I think it's all right. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't do it when you needed it. You see, he's the one that we wanted, and I'm convinced of that at the time, but we had Leipzig in the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. drawn them, and they, that was after the window. So even though we knew who we were, we were going to be playing them. It was till the, the window was closed, so there was no way they were going to sell us Ibrahim and Kanate, even though we didn't play against us. But they were not; they weren't going to do that. So I think that's why they brought in the options that were never going to be long term, and got went for Kanate a forced opportunity in the summer. So mm. it's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's them. It's them two, isn't it? Them two next year, and then. I don't, I, what I found mad though is like because this isn't to think I know we're all fickle as fans and all that sort of stuff but I remember being here getting to I can't remember who it was were telling me Nat Phillips and Kabak were the best thing since sliced bread Kabak's oh, being put in the bin and Nat Phillips is available to buy so <laughs> I was like what's going on here um, <laughs> it is what it is but yeah. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny um, yeah but yeah, Tielemans, Canati already in the door. 
get everyone back fit and just sell Arigi and Shakiri. Like, yeah, they're just loitering about. Like, it's all about depth, right? I was speaking about it for my club. When you keep turning to Shakiri, who looks like he just needs to lose weight, I know he just always looks overweight for me. And Arigi, I guess he gave you one of the best moments and all that, but come on now, they're not. And if, if, what what's funny is everyone always goes like Liverpool fans, Origi and such and such for this player, and it's like no one wants them. That's why they're still there, man. <laughs> I'd, I'd, look, Origi, we caught Lightning in a bottle. I say this that six months of Origi was peak Origi, and we should have sold him that summer, and now we can't give exactly. him away. Jordan Shakiri, I think the weight issue with him is the hair transplants after adding 10 pounds onto him. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a lot of dead wood that we just can't we can't get rid of, and they're always injured as well, and they're no use. Squad, squad depth, if they're always injured, is no use. Liverpool learned that the hard way this summer, um, or this season, sorry, that it was, you know, availability is the best ability that we can get in that Liverpool squad, so it'll be interesting to see how we go about it. So thanks for your opinions on that. Before we finish up, because I've kept the lads a mighty blade nearly two hours job tonight but um, with regards so we've got our three winners tonight was Red Steve uh, LUFC and A underscore C underscore 5814 one is that What's the middle name mate? Yeah, oh, sorry, well. <laughs> that um, email the LFC gives you the details there and we, we'll sort out where LUFC it's a t-shirt and then the, the PS4 draw for the other two guys and also um, if you comment on this show afterwards not in the chat here but on the on YouTube comments if you go into the comments and you put PS5 into the comment there after the show is finished we're going to select people as well to go into a draw at the end of the week so anyone who watches or share the show anyone comments in there we'll randomly generate um, some uh, some of the comments out there and put them into the draw so we'll have a big draw the draw is going to be for all our subscribers whether they they watch the live shows or not but we're going to have also more chances of getting in so if you do that is more chance of getting in and winning the PS5. By the time we get this PS5 away, the PS6 will be on the Six way out. <laughs> but hell and ever, uh, we'll do our best with that. So look, I've really enjoyed tonight's show, lads. It's great to have you on to get the opinions of other teams because we can talk about Liverpool all the time on here and it's the same shit. We're repeating the same stuff all the time. So it's good to get the other views on. So Joe, thanks very much for coming on and joining us. Where can the folks get you now? What's the new show? Yeah, it's the Just Your Football Show, so it's uh, very Leeds-generated, of course, but I do do, like, top-flight news as well and just loads of transfer guff, and I've got loads planned for the Euros as well. So, yeah, um, yeah just if you ever subscribe to all Leeds TV, which I know a few of you did, yeah. like, I'm not there anymore. Stay with them, of course. They're still my friends, but come over and subscribe to my channel, Just Your Football Show. Nice top one. stuff, top stuff. We're a big fan of Joe and uh, around these parts. So get on and subscribe to his channel. And um, Matt, yourself, where can the guys find you? And thanks for coming on as well and giving us the sports view. You got rinsed a bit tonight, but you took it well. <laughs> Keith, it's every night, it's every day, it's my life. I'm used to it. But uh, look, thanks for having me on. I'm always up popping on it's here. Always a pleasure. Man. It's always a pleasure. I'll never turn down an opportunity to talk Spurs, but uh, Matt Hayes Tottenham blog on YouTube. Uh, you'll probably see me crying in the next couple of days on Pochettino's announcement. If you think you find that funny, uh, head over and, and hit that subscribe button. Look, make sure to show the day trippers the support, bringing you top class content yeah. every night. They deserve it here for sure. Nice one. Thanks for that, Matt. And again, Matt's stuff is great. We've we've started to do a lot of crossover with Matt, and it's always good stuff as well. So thanks again for coming on tonight, Matt. And My Thomas, Miel China, where can people find yeah. you? Uh, the Offside Chat Podcast, Keto, on YouTube. Um, 
again, just wrapped up our kind of Premier League roundup show, obviously with the season finishing. Look at the Euros now for the summer. We're doing 10 shows over the four weeks, uh, kind of focusing on England mainly, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, for Scotland to win, you know, we might have a PS5 giveaway. We never know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the Arsenal Chat Podcast. And that's not Manchester United specific, is it? It's, it's sort of no, Premier League. all it's, over, it's, yeah. All, yeah. We have a Le- Leeds fan, United fan, Chelsea fan. So, yeah, it's yeah. All, all in key, though, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. So get on and support the guys, everyone. It's, you know, it's good stuff. I've enjoyed having them all on tonight and I look forward to doing it again. As the summer goes on, I'd like to get this, you know, see, get your opinions on how our summers are going as it happens, as and when it happens. So look, I'll leave it there. I'll let you get back to you as our significant others and uh, before the fuck is out because we've kept I'll be back long. a European champion, lads. That's it. That's what we like to see, Joe. That's the optimism we love to see. Um, but anyway, look, this has been your transfer agenda show. I've been your host, Keith, and I'll bid you all a good night. Sports Social Podcast Network.